Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 62 of Podcasting for Coaches. I am thrilled to be back after the multi-month hiatus that I took to travel around in Europe and attend a couple of podcasting conferences here in the United States. It's actually those two podcast conferences that I'm going to talk about very briefly today. I attended Podcast Movement in Orlando in August 2019, and I attended the very first She Podcast Live in Atlanta in October 2019. Now, if you're not aware, Podcast Movement is pretty much the podcasting conference. It is the most well-known and the biggest. This was my first time attending this conference, and I think it might be my last unless I get selected to do a presentation again. I was invited by one of the sponsors to present in their section on the opening day for the new podcast primer. So that was really fun and I had a great time. And one of my big takeaways from this event was that I actually really, really enjoy speaking to large audiences in a conference type of a setting. So I'm going to be doing more of that. And spoiler alert, my podcast is actually going to help me do that. We've talked about it on the show before, but public speaking and speaking at conferences and events in your industry is a goal that podcasting can help you obtain, and I am going to be doing that. So you'll see more and more speaking engagements on my docket in 2020. Now, the other main takeaway that I got from Podcast Movement, and this is going to sound pretty cocky, and it is what it is. My big takeaway was that I know my shit. To be perfectly blunt, I do. I didn't really learn anything groundbreaking or something that's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I can't believe I didn't know this already. This is totally going to change the game and it's going to really help me help my clients. That didn't happen. Most of the information that was presented at this, what is the largest podcasting conference in the world, was stuff I already knew about. Maybe I didn't know the exact specifics such as, you know, a particular statistic or some kind of a data metric. But generally speaking, I didn't really learn anything that is just going to really shift things for me. And honestly, I'm completely okay with that. Because as a coach or consultant, I know, I know that you can relate to the feeling of imposter syndrome. I know what I'm doing. I'm an expert in launching a podcast and in producing a podcast as part of a coaching or consulting business. I just am. I know my stuff. But that doesn't mean that I'm also not a human being and that I don't have these doubts creep in and that I don't have this nagging feeling of there's people who are doing it better than me or who know better than me, know more than I do. They're more popular than I am. They're getting all the business. Those things just naturally come in, even if they are completely illogical because I'm a human being. This podcast conference and realizing that those experts in their niches who are up on stage, these keynote speakers, didn't really tell me anything I didn't already know was incredibly validating for me. 
One thing that I did already know, but it is kind of nice to have a number go with it and that I hope helps reinforce things with you as a podcaster, is that if you are only promoting your show on Apple Podcasts, so if when you share your show, which by the way, episode 66 is going to be all about what links you should be sharing when you promote your show, but if you're only sharing your show on Apple Podcasts, it was mentioned at Podcast Movement that you are ignoring four-fifths of your potential audience because 78% of your potential audience are Android users. They don't have Apple Podcasts. Now, I already knew that the vast majority of smartphone users, aka your potential audience, are Android users, but I didn't have quite this high of a statistic to reinforce that when I am speaking with my clients. According to a November 12th Pod News email that went out, the number is actually 63%, which even still, even if you go off of the 63%, the lower number, that is still more people than not that you are completely ignoring when you share the link only to Apple Podcast. Now I want to add, Apple has finally made it so that you can listen to podcast episodes on a web browser as opposed to only in an app. So that does help. When you are sharing your Apple Podcast app, it does help. People can still listen. However, if they do not have that app installed on their phone because they're an Android user, they can't subscribe. So yes, they can listen to that particular episode that you're sharing, but then it takes additional actions for them to go into the app that they use, search for your show, and then click subscribe. So do not ignore the vast majority of people who are using Android devices. Again, episode 66, we'll talk all about what link you should share. Now, there were a couple of interesting tools that I made note of to check out during podcast movement that came up in talks. One of them was click2tweet.com, and this basically allows you to create clickable tweets right from your show notes. I don't know how much this is actually used. I have clients who do use this feature, maybe not necessarily this particular tool, but they have a click-to-tweet, and I don't know that it actually gets used all that often, but I'm not on Twitter. I'm not seeing this. I'm not your audience. So if you do have an audience who is really active on Twitter, or if this would even just make it easier for you to share your content on Twitter or a VA to share it for you, this might be an interesting tool for you to check out. The link to that will be in the show notes for this episode, podcastingforcoaches.com. Click on the podcast tab in the main menu and go to episode number 62. The next one is pod.link, which I'm actually going to talk about more in episode 66 because it is related to having those subscribe links for your show. But if you want to check it out before then, again, that is pod.link and it will be in the show notes. So the other thing that I basically knew but got confirmation on is that, again, to reiterate, ratings and reviews have a minimal impact on your show and Apple Podcast. Ratings and reviews are a very minimal part of the process for what gets picked for features and how shows are ranked. What does have a higher impact if this is something you care about is new subscribers in the last seven days. So doing big subscribe parties, big subscribe pushes so that you get a lot of subscribes in a short period of time will do more for your show in terms of Apple rankings and features than asking for ratings and reviews. Okay, so I'm going to move on now to She Podcast Live. She Podcast Live was an incredible, incredible event, not nearly as big as podcast movement, but still for this being the very first event and being something that was born from a podcast. She Podcast is something I talk about on this show. They built up an incredible Facebook community, and now they have their own conference. And there were several hundred women that attended this event, and it was powerful and so much fun. 
I actually did moderate a panel on empowering female podcasters, and it was fun to do as well and taught me that I really enjoy participating in panels. So that was a big takeaway for me is that I don't necessarily always have to be a lone presenter on stage giving a 30, 45 minute presentation. I really enjoy being a part of a panel where it's a collection of voices and ideas. So besides just really appreciating that I was a part of this incredible community of female podcasters, which by the way, if you're not a part of this community, I want you to get more actively involved in it. I don't want you to be a coach or consultant who has a podcast for their business. They do their podcast, they put it out, and that's it. That's all they're involved. They don't actually get into these Facebook groups where they're connecting with other podcasters. You're really doing yourself a disservice, so start doing that. I will have a link in the show notes to the She Podcast Facebook group. It is my absolute favorite one to be a part of, and trust me, there's enough going on in there that it's a really good start for you. Beyond that, what I learned from participating in what they called like the consultant's corner basically was just a booth where there was always a consultant there for any of the participants of the conference to come and ask questions about podcasting. I did several hours worth of consulting there and almost every single question, every single question was how do I grow my audience? So if that is a question that you have, I want to remind you that I devoted an episode to this topic because there is no quick hack or quick fix or really cool new tool to help you just grow your audience instantly overnight. So go to episode number 37 of this podcast and find out my advice and my tips for growing your audience. So my last takeaway from both conferences really is just that I want to become more involved in these events. I need to start putting myself in these positions where I'm interacting with podcasters and potential podcasters on a one-on-one basis. And I want you to think about doing this as well. This goes back to getting more involved in the podcasting community. If you have an event in your area or if you can swing making a trip to one of these conferences, I highly, highly recommend it. There's Podcast Movement, She Podcast Live, PodFest, And there are also outlier podcast festivals, which are one-day events that take place in multiple places around the country multiple times a year. So that may be a good introduction for you. Again, links to everything that I mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes, podcastingforcoaches.com. Click on the podcast tab in the main menu and go to episode number 62. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you back here next week for an interview with yet another successful podcaster. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the Work With Me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world.